Welcome to My Heart Songs podcast number 238, Guardian Angels. Although I was raised Catholic, I've not practiced that religion since I was a just-turned-17-year-old college freshman fending off a priest-teacher trying to seduce me, whom I've forgiven in my own healing journey. The floodgates of buried secret memories finally opened at a men's gathering sexuality workshop in my 30s. Thus, the idea of guardian angels, very Catholic, is not part of my worldview. What, what to call it? That protective energy that somehow showed up for me in my life multiple times, at least twice a decade, shielding me from serious harm, guiding me to safety. The kindness of strangers or a beneficent universe don't capture it. I could label it intuitive knowing, a very self-empowering concept that somehow does not really apply to most of these circumstances. An energetic projection of my auric being, creating a sort of force field bubble of defense a la Dune. I remember being a young boy, maybe eight or ten, and jumping into the deep end of a pool at a free summer camp thing. Then almost drowning as I flailed about, saved by a next-door neighbor who was working as a lifeguard. In my teen years, the episode that comes to mind is being held up at knife point by a group of rough-looking older guys near my high school, which was in Fort Greene, an unsavory part of Brooklyn when I was coming up, now quite gentrified. That encounter could have gone south in many different ways, resulting in more than the loss of a few precious dollars and my pride. Because money was always scarce, I joined the Air Force ROTC in college. I did dream of being an astronaut to take advantage of the $50 a month stipend plus some tuition assistance. In my junior year of pre-med, I decided to apply early since I only needed about 16 credits to graduate. I had a very good grade point average and decent medical college admission test scores, but I'm quite sure having an uncle on the med school faculty was quite helpful in my early acceptance. I went to my recruiting officer to work out completing the last year of my contract since I would not be on the college campus. This is 1969, Vietnam is raging, my draft card, lottery, a lucky 13, deferred because of college. I still remember his face, that kind officer who looked at me and calmly said, you'll do better to serve your country as a doctor, as he ripped up my contract and saved me from what was likely an early death, given my already developed tendency for sacrifice and helping others. If one had done well, the final year of med school included lots of electives, so I went to work in two different teaching hospitals out west. During a winter break, my girlfriend and I got in a 22-car icy pileup near the Grand Canyon's north rim, complete with tractor trailers out of control and everyone spinning bumper car-like, one whole side of my car smashed in, but miraculously no injuries. The story from my 30s was traveling with the future mother of my children and landing in Iran en route to Asia. The plane was held up for hours, people disappearing off the flight as the American hostage crisis escalated before we were finally able to take off. As I was building my second house in Tasuki, I was up on the pitched roof after a snowstorm shoveling the snow off the plywood, the metal not yet installed. I slipped and was sliding towards at least a 20-foot drop when I flipped my body over and grabbed onto a plumbing vent, then crawled my way back up to safety. I attribute that save at least in part to my developing Aikido re reflexes, but it was still a very close call. 
After retirement, I started a project in Eritrea I called Direct Village Compassion, the idea being to bring dollars and needed equipment directly to clinics in need. I faked some travel passes to get to a part of the country where Americans were not welcome. The whole place was on the State Department's do-not-go-there list, and got caught. Pulled off a truck, taxi, passport taken away, guys with machine guns standing by, and then after a couple of hours, escorted into a van, destination unknown. The security guy who then interviewed me revealed that they knew what I had been up to, buying supplies for clinics and giving cash to pregnant women in need so they could have better nutrition towards the end of their pregnancy. He gave me back my passport and had someone escort me to a public bus back to the Capitol and simply told me, don't do that again. The reports of foreigners imprisoned in Eritrea were horrific and they were quite paranoid that all Americans were spies, so... Another deep breath of thanks for my invisible saviors. Final story, hunting above 10,000 feet a few years ago when a snowstorm hit hard, miles from our hunting camp and still further to where the vehicles were, trail disappearing before our eyes as hunting quickly turned to survival. The horses had their sixth sense of where camp was and got us there safely despite very challenging conditions. Since we had no blankets for them, we broke camp and packed up, preparing to hike out, leading the heavily laden horses. Partway back before a long, long steep climb, we stashed some gear so my buddy could ride and lead the other horse, making life easier for both of us. I was constantly wiggling my toes and fingers to avoid frostbite. There are many more incidents that might be added to this macabre catalog of just misses, including swimming out to save a young boy as a teen after a storm and then having to get rescued myself by lifeguards, just avoiding sleeping with the mother of a patient who was probably one of the first unknown at the time New York City pediatric cases of AIDS, hiking high in the mountains in shorts and getting caught in an hours-long snowstorm, a couple of dicey, potentially violent travel incidents, jumping off a horse who decided to roll in the snow seconds before it would have crushed my leg. How to explain my good fortune in each of these vignettes? I wonder what your stories might include, dear listener. When have you been saved by unknown, unexpected forces, plucked from danger and still alive to tell the tale? I think I will name such energy my silent saviors and hope they remain a part of me till my last breath. Thanks as always for listening, and please drop me an email, victor at myheartsongs.org, if you'd like to sign up, friends or family.